All right, we're going to do a live crossing now to a gentleman that's on his way to the PSL offices. As you know, that it's a big day as far as the uh, transfer window is concerned. Joe Cran, Sokola Duma journalist, uh, to look at the deals that uh, you might have seen happen or happening and those that might not be happening at all and those that might just be blocked. Joe Cran, good evening. Welcome to MSW. Mr. Marwa, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. You are on your way. What are you expecting to find when you get to the PSL offices? Uh, not much, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a, a relatively quiet one. I mean, obviously, uh, like you mentioned, the, the thing with Aubrey is, is something they're still working on. Sundowns have rejected the loan move um, from Cape Town City, but they are still trying to make that happen. Uh, certainly doesn't seem like Aubrey's in their plans. You know, he's played, I think, six league games in a year and a half since he signed there. Um, so it's, it's not been a, a great spell for him. And I, I think he just wants to, to play some regular football. Um, it's going to be interesting now to see if, if any deal can get done, especially given Pizzo's comments about not giving away anybody for free. But a loan deal's a loan deal. You know, surely it's a case of, yeah, I understand the logic, but the player has got to play. And if he's not able to play, or maybe it just doesn't fit into the style or the kind of play that they're having right now, and he's not injured because we know that Aubrey has been free, thankfully, of injuries for quite a while. Or is that the right reading of it, Joe? No, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, it would make sense for, for Aubrey to go on loan. Uh, he's a player. We all know what he's capable of. Cape Town City has got a little bit of, uh, of money to, to, to work around now in terms of wages because they've just sold gift links to, to Aarhus in, in, in Denmark. So they've got a bit of a bit of wiggle room there. I think what it'll come down to is, is probably uh, how much Cape Town City are prepared to pay of his wages. Um, I think Cape Town City will have to potentially put in some some percentage of his wages if they're going to try and make this deal happen before midnight tonight. And when, let's say, because you know and I don't know, when a club rejects holistically, and you say that a loan deal has been rejected, for example, now we use the Aubrey Ngoma deal as an example, the club, which is Sundown, says, no, we're not going to agree to this. On what grounds is that no? Is it on the grounds that you've just stated now, whereby maybe Cape Town City are not willing to come to a certain percentage of saying, we pay for your salary, we pay for your bills come end of the month? Why would they say no? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I don't want to lie to you, Rob. In this, in this situation, I don't know the specifics. Um, I haven't been given those details at this point. Um, but, you know, there's many reasons why a loan move would get turned down, you know. There's, there's certain things that uh, can play a part in that. You know, sometimes maybe a team turns down uh, the opposition because they're the opposition and they see them as a threat. You know, maybe sometimes look at Cape Town City and they go, well, they're a team that could potentially push us at the end of the season. Do we really want to be helping them out? Uh, you've got the financial side of things. Sometimes um, you see it more and more in modern football. Um, a, loan, a loan fee, uh, which is, is relatively modern. I don't, you didn't tend to see it so much in the past but now you are, you actually find people who are paying to have a loan um paying to get take take people on a on a temporary basis and and maybe that's some, something that some nouns are looking for maybe they're looking for cape town city to go look well we can't afford to buy him outright but we could possibly afford to give you x amount to take him for the season or um something like that i mean there's, there's lots of potential things that it could be um but I, I do think in this case, the, the, the most likely thing is that if, if Cape Town City can, can put some money in and, and, and say to some nouns, look, we'll take him on loan and we'll take a little bit of your, your wage spend away, then maybe we can do a deal. 
And Joe, just talking about that, you got a guy, Jeremy Brocky. What's happening with him? Have you heard anything? Yeah, look, I, I think um, Mike McCobb said today that he's he's looking to try and get something done with Jeremy before the before the window closes. Obviously, he's in a, a similar situation. He was signed for big money from from Supersport United when he came in. Uh, things haven't really worked out for him uh, at Club Cop and he's he's obviously he wants to be playing. He wants to be scoring goals again, and I think that Mike's going to be working very hard over the next six hours or so to try and make something happen. I think that one again is is likely to be a loan if something does come up because uh, no one can afford to to buy Jeremy. You know, Sundowns don't want to make a loss, uh, and, and there's certainly no one in, in South Africa that's going to be able to uh, afford to pay sort of anywhere close what what they forked out from in the first place. So I think with with Jeremy, if something does happen, it, it will be a loan. Um, another thing Mike mentioned, which I'm not sure where he's going with it, is he mentioned that he, he was working on something for, for Jody February at Ajax as well. So that's uh, another one to keep an eye on over the next few hours. Jody February, give me give me some detail. What's 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 potentially going to happen there? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, Mike just said he was working on something. I did a story a few yeah. months back that the Sundowns are interested in, in in Jody. Whether that's something that is is on the cards, I don't know. Um, I think it was back in in June. Um, I, I did a story saying that they were keen on, on, on Jody and, and he's obviously not playing too much at Ajax so I'm sure that, that, that Mike is, is looking to try and get him out he's a, a very talented young goalkeeper he's already got international colours as, as well and I think that he's a, he's a player that needs to be playing so if if, uh, if Mike can, can try and get something over the line for him tonight then that would be a, a perfect scenario for him I know that Mike usually gets things on the money but um given the hours and I was giving a bit of a, a countdown it's yeah, less than six hours now and uh, <laughs> you know do you think he'll he'll get over the line here Joe I mean you, you, you're fighting for time you're fighting for so much right now yeah and, and look there's a, there's a lot to get done as well you know there's, it's not just a case of uh, of getting a piece of paper signed you know there's there's terms and conditions to be to be sort of gone back and forwards on and I, and I think that with a lot of the clubs, they're not just working on one thing either, and especially not with the agents. Um, I mean, Mike was one we mentioned then, but there's there's going to be plenty of agents around the country that are trying to, to push things over the line over the next few hours in order to try and uh, sort their players out, whether it's a, a better move or whether it's a case of trying to find someone some game time somewhere else. So it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a relative, relatively quiet one in terms of big names. I, I don't foresee any, any massive, massive signings going through and, and anything that's going to really shock anybody but um look i've been wrong before in the past and you never know you've been wrong before uh, yeah the whole joe cran's been wrong before <laughs> every now and again i get caught out on stuff you know you know what yeah, i was you know, know what i was excited about joe uh, sorry to step in here i was just excited about i was excited about links leaving i was excited about leaving because i said about a year ago that i wouldn't understand any national team coach not including him in their squad i wouldn't understand him not being a part of any future national team setup that is just how much i rated him i said it on this show because in the football that i'd seen him play and at times maybe it's it's a bit of a problem when you know certain players are not playing or basking in the glory of a pirates or sundowns or kinds of chiefs that at that age you should be getting exposed. At that age, Joe Cran, you should be a starting lineup player if there is any form of forward thinking in a national team. And for me, Lynx's departure, I just hope that 
sparks people starting to appreciate what a, a gifted individual he is. I completely agree. I completely agree. Though I think, I think for me, I think Gift is one of the most talented young players in South Africa at the minute. Um, you know, to be 20 years old and have already had a season out in Egypt, which is a very, very tough league, um, and, and to have come back and done what he did for Cape Town City as well. Uh, and, and look, Arles in, in, in Denmark, obviously, you've got a lot of faith in him. Like they, they were saying that it's a record transfer fee for them. Um, Cape Town City said it's a record transfer fee received for them as well. So um, I don't know specifics on, on finances, but. They've obviously uh, uh, they've got a lot of faith in him. They've given the number number eleven jersey, which is uh, it's no uh, it's no small number either. And, and I mean, I've had a, a few fans from from Denmark get in touch with with me and ask me what it's like and what he's all about. And I've just said, look, you've got a very very exciting player there with a bag load of potential. And, and I think that this could be a, a really good step for him. You know, he's spent his time in South Africa. He's he's already even by twenty, he's got a a lot of uh, senior appearances under his name. He's, and I think that, you know, he's, he's going to the under-23s now. But I think that, personally, I I would like to think that um, people like Gift and Tabucho Mokwena and uh, Reeve Frosler and, and those guys would would probably have been part of the Bafana Bafana team if it wasn't for the fact that Bafana are playing a friendly and the under-23s are playing a, an actual proper qualifier. No, without a doubt. And I think that's going to be quite exciting as well because we do have the the national team coach, the newly appointed Bafana Bafana coach, Mulif Inseki, right here in studio. He's going to be chatting to us in just a few minutes of time. And maybe that might be a discussion to get a, to get a sense again, Joe, of his thinking, what's the way forward, um, you know, different coaches apply things differently. You and I know this, and some believe in the youthful sector. Others don't believe in that. They believe in using the tried and tested. They believe in using players that have uh, been there, acquired the number of caps. Maybe he has a different approach, and I think it'll be a very, very interesting conversation that's going to happen in just a short while. But coming back to the transfer market, how would you describe it, though? I mean, 2019, we're about to see the back of the year, you know, the calendar year itself. Has it been exciting as we've seen, let's say, in Europe, where big moves have been made? You know, Lukaku, yeah, he's been dominating the headlines. Maybe at times, if he wasn't playing at Cagliari and they weren't racists uh, making monkey noises at him, we would be appreciating him, the footballer, the fact that he's lost weight, he's come back into being the kind of footballer that we all want to watch. But I'm just talking from a transfer market perspective. How would you describe our local market so far? It's been a weird one, Rob. You know, this this transfer window has been a lot of noise without really much substance. Um, you know, you, we've had the the Titan thing and the Billiat thing, and these have all kind of dragged on for for a long time. And even even with with Stuart Baxter, I know it's not technically the transfer window, but you know, Baxter left Bafana, and then there was the is he going back to Chiefs? Is he going to Pirates? Like all this kind of stuff, and you know, nothing's actually come of it. And and you know, even with someone like Obi Modiba and Tabucho Mokwena, um, everyone was talking so much at the start of the, the window about how Sunans were going to break the bank for him. And, and they did try to, and, and Supersport said no. And, and I think it's interesting now that we've got a few more teams who are supposed to stand in the ground a little bit in terms of the, the finances. So Supersport uh, could have made a lot of money on, on a player like Obi Modiba. And, and they've said no, we, we want to make sure that Catano Tembo's got the best possible team available to him to, to make sure that um, he can do the best possible, have the best possible season for us. And and, and like I say, with, with Tyson, you look at Vitz and I don't know if there was 
ever an official offer that came in for from pirates, but there was interest there. And and instead of of, of taking it any further, they put the money where their mouth was and, and and gave him a new contract and made sure he stayed at Vitz. So, like I say it's been a, it's been a really interesting window in that sense because it's been it's, it's had a lot of legs to it. But in terms of the the big signings, uh, there hasn't really been that much. Obviously, pirates were very busy and. Um, Chiefs have brought in five names who uh, I think the only one that was a real shock to me was, was Nurkovic, who's been brilliant so far. You know, he's a player who's coming from the Slovakian second division and he's done a great job for them. So you can't really fault what Chiefs have done in terms of the um, the incomings that they've, they've signed. And, and now I don't see, um, I don't see too much happening this evening. I think the ones you mentioned, people like Jeremy, they will try and get them over the line, but in terms of the the big names, I, I think it's going to be a window that will uh, will go down a little bit like the Neymar one did. You know, lots of talk for months and months and months, and then ends up staying exactly where he was when it started. It's a pity because the only name that I ever thought Jeremy Brocky would go to on loan is actually the very same team that has just blocked the Obringoma move. So I, I doubt they would want to okay a Jeremy Brocky and block him Goma move. It would make any sense. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to see, won't we? I mean, it's we've got what, uh, yeah, just under five and a half hours now, so uh, they've, they've got time to try and push something over the line. But I mean, with with those with those moves, you know, they're completely in Sundowns' court. They own the player, they have long-term contracts, and it's completely up to Sundowns whether they want to loan them out under the conditions that, that people are coming to, to them with or, or not. So, if you're if you're a Pirates fan and you're listening to Joe Cran right now. Tyson ain't moving. I'd never say never, but uh, it doesn't seem like it now. I mean, it would uh, it would be a little bit odd if uh, if he signed a new contract a week ago and then left the Pirates now. Um, not, I don't think the interest will be dead, and I don't think that interest will will go away because I do think Tyson is uh, for me probably the best centre back in the country, and and centre back is a position that the Pirates have been lacking in for for some time now. So. I, I think it would it, it had legs because it made sense as well. You know, it wasn't just that the interest was there. It, it's a it's a move that made sense for everybody. But yeah. um, the thing with Tyson is that Tyson is an absolute professional. Um, he's one of the the most hardworking, most honest players you could you could wish to have. And and I don't think that given the situation now, having just signed a new contract at Vitz, that um, that either he or the club would uh, would let anything happen at this point. All right, you, you do know that MSW goes on until half past seven. And you know that, Joe Grant, I know you'll be filing for your Sokolad Duma. But if you are there, once you've filed, give us a call. We'll put you on air. Definitely, definitely. I'm literally going to dip out of the house now as soon as I've got the phone to you. So you can give me a call whenever if there's any updates. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Cheers, Rob. All right, Thank there you have it. Joe Krant, Sokola Duma journalist, joining us on the line on his way to the PSL head offices to find out exactly what is going on. Um, hmm. All right, just got, a, just got a message from one of the players that we're talking about now. Hmm. Hmm. Let me go for a break. When we come back from a break, we'll have the newly appointed Bafana Bafana coach, Molefin Zeki, here in studio. We'll chat to him. Because a lot of you are saying, Molefi who? Molefi what? Molefi MSW. That's all I can say.